Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. Sinister Parlor. <laughs> Good evening, fiends. Welcome to another episode of Sinister Parlor Podcast. I'm Zombie Barbie, and tonight I have a special guest, actor Jimmy Dempster. How are you? Hey, how you doing? It's actually good that we finally get to get this thing working out. I know we've been trying to put this together for some time now. Months. Uh, Probably uh, like, what, five or six months, I would say, because it was back when I had the other show, and I'm like, shit. (laughs) Far back we go. Right? (laughs) So I'm glad it's finally working. And everything is good. We're recording. We have sound. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> in case y'all didn't know, we had actually had some issues in the beginning with sound. We couldn't get it to work, but we're good now. Yeah. For now. We do it. We're here. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of here. Losing our minds, getting stuck inside, but, you know. Yeah, we're making the best of it, doing what we can. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realize, like, I don't really do a whole lot anyways as far as, like, going out and about, but when you can't do it, you realize that you're like, I just want to go to the movies or I just want to go walk around like the mall. Not really. I hate the mall, but you know, just little things like that. How strict are they with the regulations out there in Boise? Are they like, do they have like a, a curfew? Like I know LA, I got friends in New York and like even Florida, they're completely on lockdown. No beaches are closed. I got friends in LA. They're like, you know, you can't go out a certain like past a certain time of night and stuff like that. Is it that bad there? Dang. So it's like you're on probation. Um, No, I don't think it's that bad yet. I, I don't believe we have a curfew, but they closed down um, all the gyms, salons. um, You can't go inside restaurants. Um, Some restaurants are closed. Some have either drive-through or delivery. Um, Trying to think like what else there is like, it's so weird because it's almost like a ghost town. Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of like how it is here too. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to the restaurants, but you can't dine in. Obviously, you got to get it to go. Yeah, I think that's all the places are now. Like, pretty much. And yeah, like you said, it's like if you're not used to going out, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm used to going out. I'm used to going out somewhere all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to get out and mingle and do stuff, but. You know, yeah, I'm like an introvert. I don't yeah. like talking to people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like I stay inside. Um, but yeah, bars are closed too. Um, nightclubs, everything like that. Um, coffee shops are starting to close now because we have, you know how like you have chains, like kind of local chains. So we have this, and you might have it there. It's called Dutch Bros. Do you have that? It might just be West Coast. Um, but we, there was a, and I mean, obviously Starbucks. So Starbucks is still open, but Dutch Bros, it's like, everybody loves Dutch bros here. And so, um, I guess a kid knew he was sick, went into work. He got tested for Corona, didn't tell anybody and still fucking worked and was positive. Oh my God. Yeah. So now they're shutting them all down. It's like, you're a jackass. It's really insane too, because we've had viruses before we've had so many things, Zika, swine flu, and this is just like, you know, remember all those other, it just within the last like five, six years, we've had yeah. all these crazy viruses and shit coming in. Yeah. And those were all the big deal. Remember those were all like, oh, this is it. This is huge. And, but this is, this is so much bigger. They've never shut everything down to my memory. 
Oh yeah, no. Well, and then the thing too is, so I'm in Idaho and we don't have earthquakes. We had an earthquake last week, 6.5. Get out of here in Idaho. Yeah. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the last um, earthquake that we had was in 1983. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck's happening? It's like the end of the world. Mother nature, man. It's scary. <laughs> Mother Nature's a Mother scary Nature. bitch. <laughs> it was so funny because I thought it was a tornado too. So I'm at work and I kind of hear something, you know, like making this weird sound. And I thought it was wind. I was like, holy shit, is there like the storm? So then it gets louder. And I was like, I wonder if we're like in the middle of a tornado. Cause I'm looking out the front door. Cause I still have to work. Cause I work at a veterinary hospital. Um, so I'm looking through the front door and I'm like, okay, nothing's really moving, but like the trees are kind of moving. And then it's getting louder and louder. So I look out the windows and all of a sudden all the blinds just start slamming side to side and our trees inside are just like almost tilting over our dog food shits like falling. I was like, holy shit. And then my friend, she's a friend, but I work with her too. She comes running out of the bathroom. She's like, it's an earthquake. And I was like, holy, what? How You're like, bullshit. That happen? Oh, it is. <laughs> creepy. And I guess Washington had a tornado or something. They don't have those either. No, I know. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. It's really weird. Yeah, it's super scary. Man. Definitely ready to <laughs> definitely ready to get outside though. It's like I'm so done being locked in, especially, you know, our daughters. I'm sure your daughters too are just they're getting bored. Yeah, I mean, we have to go out. We've been taking trips and walks. And the fucked up thing about it is um for the longest time we've had that rainy shitty rainy just every day like just rain shitty day. Mm -hmm. But now since this has been going on, it's been beautiful every day. Oh yeah. It's of like, course. no, I can, I can see the sun. <laughs> yeah. The sun's flying right through the window here. I don't know if you can see. It's like, it's ha cool. ha, fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. And watch when this is over, it's going to rain the day this is over. It's going to rain. Yeah. That's what I was saying too. Yay. We can finally go do shit. And it's just going to rain for like two weeks. <laughs> It's like, psych, <laughs> stay inside. <Yeah. laughs> oh, shit. So you have quite a list of movies and shows and music videos that you've done. Um, the one that you had sent me was One Night of Fear. And you said, was that your first feature film that you were a main character? Or was this just your most recent one that you, that was a full, full length? Yeah, One Night of Fear, we actually shot, that was my first film, like my first feature, I guess, uh, lead, male lead type role. Damn. Um, where I was on there for, I think I was on there like five days. So, yeah, that, that was my first, I guess, technically lead, uh, my first kind of feature film. I had done some shorts and stuff up until before that point. Public mm -hmm. uh, music videos, commercials, stuff like that. But that was my first lead, my first uh, feature film. Nice. Yeah. I yeah, liked it. I bet. Where was that filmed at? That was shot in Ocala, Florida. Oh, okay. Like right on location because the storyline behind the film, it was, uh, it was like based on actual events and true stories of all these weird mishaps and disappearances oh. that were going on in the Ocala forest. And, um, the writers and directors just kind of took that and turned it up, did a little bit and uh, made it into more a conventional slasher uh, with using that reality as the background. 
So I thought that was pretty crazy. It's like we're shooting on location where this crazy shit actually happened, you know. I'm not sure if there was, was somebody where it happened. Yeah. Like there was where there's people just go into the woods and then they just go missing. You know, you hear about that story all the time. Yeah. But this was actually one of those places that we uh that it actually went down. And the the um the cabin that we shot in mm-hmm. was right in those woods. And I love that location. That location was beautiful. It looked beautiful, but that's scary as shit. Yeah, it was nice. But to me, I was like, this is my slasher film, man. This is my Jason. This is my cabin in the woods thing, you know? Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to do. You know, you always want to be in one of those kind of films. Damn. That's creepy. Holy shit. Were you nervous at all that anything was going to happen or that anybody would be out there? No, I I think it helps that I'm like, I kind of jump into shit anyway. I'm not, I don't think a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) You're a guy. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I could see telling somebody, I could see telling somebody, it's like, yeah, we're going out to the uh, to woods to shoot this movie on, uh, you know, on and near the actual location where this crazy shit went down. And people, I could see somebody be like, dude, they're going to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not shooting a movie. They're, you're going to die. I'm like, eh, I'll be good. Yeah, I'm fine. We'll see what happens. <laughs> if I die, yeah. If I die, I die doing something I love, right? <laughs> I guess that's true. That's scary though. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's available. Is it available for everybody to watch? I'm not going to obviously give anything away, but I don't want to give anything at all away. Yeah, it's weird because um, I know they had to deal with Amazon Prime. It's It was on Amazon Prime for about two years. Okay. And recently I had somebody send me something saying, hey, man, I tried watching One Night of Fear on Prime because he had just got the membership. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he says, I tried watching it and it says it's not available. So they, their deal might've ran out. Um, and yeah. I says, yeah, I think that's what happened. And then I talked to one of the producers and I said, Hey, do you know what's going on with one night of fear? And I think they're trying to negotiate a different deal. I so, wonder if it's that distributor stuff. Did you hear about that? Yeah. yeah that's what they originally went through mm-hmm. to get it on there. Yeah. Distributor so, has been fucking over a lot of indie artists. So like everybody got their ship, either their stuff got pulled down or they pulled it down because they weren't getting paid for their, their movies. Yeah. They talked to, they fuck over a lot of people like that. I got a buddy of mine, Billy Blair. Yeah. Yeah. Just it. He was telling me about a movie he was doing that he had the same issue. I think it might've been Wolf. Not Wolf Cherokee Creek. Creek. Cherokee. Yeah. He was having some issues. Mm-hmm. I think that was the film. Yeah. And he was talking about it. I was like, dude, that's fucked up because we were going through the same process. We had just gotten One Night of Fear available on there. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was telling me the issues he was having with that. And I was like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like, it's it's crazy now because now there's almost, um, if you have a film and if it's decently produced and if you have an independent film, there's there's a lot of options. You can pretty much get your film out there. Yeah. It's just, you know get it out you you could pretty much get it anywhere you could drop it on youtube and it won't go anywhere or you mm-hmm. could get it you put some money behind it you can get it out there and get it streamed and mm-hmm. you know but you know you want people to see it hopefully too but if you're the filmmaker you obviously want to try to make you know you want to get your your return oh definitely well billy blair and todd jenkins they're who made me aware of the distributor problem because they were the first ones that i heard of that got i mean i'm sure everybody had it happen but since i knew them they're the first ones I heard of that got super fucked over by that distributor. And so then we ended up doing a special episode for Todd to basically call out distributor and say, you guys are fucked and let everybody know, you know, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. You're not going to get paid, you know, all kinds of shit. So it's, it's been a big deal. 
Yeah, they were really, really screwing people over. And he was one of the first ones that went public with it. He put up a post yeah. on Facebook or Instagram, Billy did. And uh, that I messaged him privately and I said, hey, you know, we were just in the middle of doing a deal with them. You know, what's up with that? And he says, and then when he laid out the whole thing, he was telling me what they were doing. People mm -hmm. weren't getting paid. They were like holding like residuals and stuff like that and just fucking people over. I'm like, that's, you know, of course that would happen. Was yeah. Ridiculous. So, yeah. That's bullshit. Billy's I cool. Like I wish them the best. I hope they get like a, they get a better uh, distribution. That's what we're in the process of doing now too. Mm -hmm. with, uh, good, good. Cause yeah, it was really good. I liked it. Um, you, you are, I mean, in which you, you want to be anyways, because you're an actor, but you are so good and so natural. And you know, like how sometimes, you know, you can tell that someone's acting, you can't tell that with you. It just, it flows <laughs> so perfectly. And I was like, he's really good. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, um, well yeah, I, I know what you mean. I've seen some films where you're just like, oh man, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, Really? Was that the, the final take that you, you know, you wanted to use? And I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's oh, why yeah. I don't look at the stuff. Too. I, I can't watch my stuff. You know, you don't watch your stuff. Like if a movie or a show. Or... No, really? I mean, I can't do it. I can't like when I'm on set and if I have to look at a daily or something like that, I, I, I even have a hard time doing that. Cause wow. I know once we're filming, the director and everybody in the DP, they all have it in their mind how they want it. And I, I, if I, I've had the opportunity to work with really good directors and DPs mm -hmm. and I trust a lot of them. It's like, I don't know. I, I've been on set before. I've worked with people who it's like, we'll do a take and then they want to run over and they want to look at the little screen and they want to yeah. take a look at what they did. It's like, yeah. I can't do that because it doesn't, a little six inch screen or whatever, it doesn't at all match up to what the final product's going to look like anyway. That's you know? true too. And I mean, we're our own worst critics too, where you're going to nitpick at every little thing that you do. Yeah. You're going to be worse. That, that's why I, I, I say that to everybody. I agree. You're not, you get it. Mm -hmm. I'll tell everybody, I'm like, there's nothing a critic or somebody could post in a comment or a review, or there's nothing anybody could say that I'm not going to be like, that we haven't, you know, done to ourselves 150 times because I'm mm -hmm. never going to be satisfied with uh, my performances ever probably. Cause I've, you know, I've seen some of the stuff I'll look at it and be like, oh, okay, I guess, but I mm -hmm. stopped doing it after a while. Yeah. So now it's like whenever it's a movie or a show or something that's coming up, it's like, yeah, you got to promote it, but I, I can't sit there and watch it. I just, I can't do it. Oh man. That's crazy. A lot of people do that though. They won't watch it, but huh? Yeah. Well, uh, it, well it's it, like at the end of the day, it's not up to me either too. It's up to, once you put something out there, it's open to the, it belongs to them. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. you're open to scrutiny you're open to praise whatever people want to give you that's yeah. what they you know yeah well and everybody's different too it's like you know you'll watch a movie that you know there can be three people in the room i absolutely love it the person next to me absolutely hates it the other person is like meh you know i can take it or leave it and it's like everybody has a different opinion yeah i mean i figured that out too when i like on auditions you go on auditions or if you do like a tape and you're sending like a taped audition or if even even if you go into the room, almost nine times out of ten, I'll walk out of there. And I'll be like, man, that wasn't really that good or I, I wasn't crazy about that take or whatever. But a lot of times that's the one that you get hired on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I get the call. And you're like, really? You like that? I'm like, OK. You're like, all right, that's sweet. <laughs>
you saw something you liked, rock and roll. I mean, that's why I stopped looking at stuff. I'm like, it doesn't matter what you think. It, it matters what the casting director and the director would. They see completely different shit true. than we do. Yep, you know? very true. We just start talking. It doesn't even feel real. It doesn't feel like a role. I'm no. It's like, that's just me. You know, it's just me <laughs> just doing something. But they see something else. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. Well, since you haven't watched it, you did absolutely amazing. I did not expect what happens with your character to happen. I'm not going to give anything away, but I was like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I've had that happen to me. I've had people message me. They've gone to film festivals um, or they've watched it when it was on demand. Mm-hmm. And they'll call me up and they be like, people I don't even know, total strangers. They hit you up on private message or they'll see you at like a con or something. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, they'll be like, dude, why did they kill you? Like, why? You know, spoiler. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you just gave it away. <laughs> it's like, well, I figure it's been out for a while. Now. I guess that's true. Well, it's like you're allowed to say whatever you want. I just never want to ruin it for for like, you know, if I'm not supposed to say it. So it's like it's your movie. If you're allowed to say it, great. I just don't want to do it and be like, and you're like, no, don't say that. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Funny, I got- <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, we're, we're having fun doing this slasher film, but then people watch the films and they either love it or hate it. And if they like it, they get attached to a character and they're like, man, why'd they have to kill you halfway through? You know? Yeah. They kill you. It's like, that sucked. And I get it because we watch movies and you get attached to characters. Yeah. You know, when they, or it's like killing off somebody on a TV show. You know, you get attached yes. to a character. When they go, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like Sons of Anarchy. Did you watch that? Sons of Anarchy? Oh my God. Yeah. I, I had fucking to, I had to bawled. I had to stop watching. Like, I think after, once they went to Ireland, what's that? The second or third season? And all the crazy shit was going on in Ireland. I had to I don't stop remember. Watching. Yeah, it's been a while, but it was like the second or third season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, People were just getting wiped out left and right. Opie and then his, his old lady. And I was just like, man. Yeah. This is a deep shit. Opie was fucking sad. Surprised. I cried over Opie. And definitely Jax. Jax, I was like bawling. Because, you know, I hadn't, um, I didn't watch all of the seasons. I watched a few. And then I kind of, you know, I get, I get to where I can't watch it over and over. You know, like keep watching. Because I'll fucking sit there and binge watch the shit for like weeks. And so I had stopped watching it. And then my friend's like, at least watch the finale. I'm like, all right, I'll watch the finale. That was brutal. Yeah, I don't even think I've seen the finale yet. Oh, fuck. I heard fuck. all about it. it you know, I, you know, it's like now it's, it's impossible to keep things under wraps now because true. social media and, internet and everybody's talking about it anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like Walking Dead. I think uh, after Walking Dead, I think it was when Glenn got killed by Negan. Oh, that was so gross. That was horrible. Everybody was losing their mind. Yeah. Everybody was losing their mind. Oh, my God. It's like, I didn't realize Glenn was that well-loved of a character. I didn't either. But, uh, I could, I, I'm sick bastard that I am. I still remember watching that shit in the, uh, in the apartment, at the old apartment with my wife and girls. And when he started getting ball batted, I was standing up going, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> the, only guy in the, room, the only guy in the room who was cheering because it was like, as a fan, it's like, if, you know, I, I could see why people would get pissed off that he would, you know, that they would kill him off. Mm-hmm. But as a fan of 
extremely well film, uh, cinema and just acting. Yes. This Negan is a beast. You know, Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan is Negan. He's a, he's a beast, man. Especially he's in awesome. Role. And, um, and the level of gore that they were able to present to on network TV, I was like, man, you go to some R-rated movies in the theaters now and they don't go that far. Yeah. Yeah. Here just the eyeball all squished out and shit. Yeah. Ugh. I hate but yeah, that was awesome. I love that. Yeah. See, I didn't watch it enough to like really know who he was. Um, I had, you know, again, watched, a f- I watched my mom binge watch a shit. And so when I, you know, she used to live here with me, um, she would watch all the shit. So I would just kind of go downstairs and watch stuff here and there. So I'd hit like a couple episodes here and there. And then that episode came on and I was down there. I was like, holy fuck like his the way his eye squished out and like that's what i was watching. as soon as he hit and you just saw like i think the special effects i'm like how did they do that that was so awesome so i wasn't attached to him as a character i was just more like holy fuck the way they did that was insane yeah gross for me it was that and then coupled in with the fact that Several episodes before that, they've cheated him dying like four or five times. Like there was oh. a scene where he was supposed to fall off. Of the, he was standing on top of a garbage, like a dumpster, and then he fell off onto a pile of zombies. And they made it look like he got killed. They made it look like he got his guts ripped out and stuff like that. Oh. And you're like, oh, he's dead. But then they come to the next episode and he's like hiding underneath and he gets away. And like there was a couple of instances with him where they did that. So when he finally got killed, I was like, unless this is a dream sequence. Yeah. He's (laughs) He's done. There's no coming back from that. (laughs) Yeah. So it wasn't like I was happy to see the guy die on TV. I mean, uh, no, I appreciated the gore, but but it was just like, finally, Jesus Christ, they've pulled your prick so many times before that. You're like, finally, he (laughs) followed through. (laughs) Yeah. Like, finally, they signed his contract. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Poor Glenn. <laughs> oh shit. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like yeah. So I, I didn't know anything about him cheating death before because, like I said, I didn't really watch it. And like sometimes I think with some shows, you know, they just go on and on. The only show that I'm still interested in after like 20 fucking seasons is Supernatural. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised to see that that was still on. Yeah, a friend of mine sent me. A friend of mine sent me. Uh, it was a, it ended up being a fake trailer for uh it was called Final Destination something but it, it was like I thought it was the new the next Final Destination movie like a reboot or something mm-hmm. and he sent me this trailer that I guess was put together and it was a bunch of clips and it looked legit and uh, I found out it was the show oh. it was that super okay. I was like man this looks pretty legit cuz there's it's very Final Destination y yeah you know, a lot of is that a word Final Destination y it is now totally (laughs) so final destination (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it was like weird shit happening and people getting killed i was like this is great i mean Mm -hmm. the effects it doesn't look like a theater film but i actually bought it for a second and then i come to find out that it was just clips from the show oh and then i started and i started getting into it it's not a bad show yeah it's pretty it's good um, speaking of Final Destination, we actually just had Jeffrey Reddick on that uh, wrote Final Destination. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So that, freaking cool. that was pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I was super cool. excited because that still fucks with my head. The first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the plane and then mm-hmm. train. 
and then the roller coaster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those yep. are really good. Those are good the movies. Second one had like the logs that fall off the truck and go right through their head. It's like holy yeah. shit. Where there? Damn. Super gross. <laughs> they need to bring those movies back. Oh yeah. Yeah, shit, they got like five of them, five or six of them. But yeah. I mean, those ones are ones that everybody still watches and everybody knows that franchise too. Yeah. And to me, a lot of times after like the second or third film in a franchise, they could kind of fall off a little mm-hmm. bit. For strange reason, to me, those movies never really, they were always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, it's like, what's the scariest thing? You know, death is one of the scariest things. And then to see how they're cheating it and they're always having to run from it and then seeing all the different ways that these people are dying. It's like, it's, they were all good. I liked them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, what else I was trying to think? Oh, saw like all the saws, like the ways yeah, they those, think of those deaths. Those are gross. Those are bad. Yeah, brutal. it's like really someone had to think of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the, those deaths are like super gruesome, and somebody had to think of that. So, are they really like serial killers or something? <laughs> well, it's like Tom Savini says in his interviews all the time. He's like, somebody's got to think about it. Somebody's got to think it up and create it. You know, he's like, like he describes himself a lot of times as an assassin. You know, because he's in a way, it's like he kind of is. He has to come up with the throw it or the head flying or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> and look as real as possible you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah we were watching speaking of uh tom savini we were watching friday the 13th last night and at the very or which one was it the fourth one whichever one has Corey feldman i think it's the fourth one when um yeah. at the very end when the jason gets the machete right here and then kind of slides down it down. yeah 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 <laughs> My fiance was yeah. like, Tom Savini. I was like, oh, God, that's so fucking gross. Yeah, that's classic. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just expecting him to cut his head off, right? Yeah. Or like, neck or something, but you're like, bam, right in the face. You're like, oh, that's fucked up. And then when he slides down, you're like, oh, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, fuck, that would hurt. I always think of the pain. I'm like, oh, that would hurt so bad. Eyeballs and teeth. Those are the two things that really make me squirm. Oh, eyeballs? Yes. And teeth, like pliers and shit like that. Oh, yes. That's horrible. Or zombie. Like, so you're a Lucio Fulci fan then, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, yeah. And so then, you know, speaking of that, you know how Brett with Brett Mullen in um, uh, Phantasma, it's like all the eyeball scenes. I was like, oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you know, that's one of his favorite directors. And so... I never really watched the Lucio Fulci movies until Brett had told me, okay, watch this one, watch this one. And they're great. They're really good. So it's, it's nice to, you know, be introduced to something that I wasn't introduced to before. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I love about his films. That's what he introduces that, you know, like I said before, his uh, influences are obvious, you know? Yes. Yeah. A lot of our gen too he's got the splashy neon colors and a lot of his yes. stuff everything has that and that awesome score he's got that under that uh synthesizer score mm-hmm. so watch his love... films it's like what blend of argento and um mm-hmm. um and that was yeah. something i had mentioned to him too because lights lights and music are always like one of the main things i either listen or see that i notice 
and the lighting that he does, like, you know, the, like you said, the splashes of color, love that. And then the scores are always so good in his movies. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of his movie, what movie are you in? (laughs) Yeah, this would be a nice time to tie in the, uh, I don't know, we're doing some movie called uh, Killer Fiasco or something like that. I can't remember the. the, I'm sure we know what it is. Blind Ball Bolarama, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Brett. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Killer Babes and the Killer Babes and the Frightening Film Fiasco. Sweet. Isn't that the best fucking name ever? Yes, it's so awesome. And the artwork, the artwork is beautiful. I love the artwork. Yes. I, that was one of the things that sold me. I said, man, I got to be on this fucking project. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it just sweet. has that throwback vintage thing that I love, man. Yeah. You know, kind of popular now. Some mm-hmm. of it's a little overdone, but yeah, I, I just love the old school slasher look. Definitely. Um, so how did you get involved? Um, I've been following Brett for a while. I've, I think I've bombshell bloodbath mm-hmm. and then, um, Fant- uh, phantasma not long ago. And I was just like, man, this freaking guy, he's just got a great eye mm-hmm. and I'd love to work with him. And we just kind of connected on social media and I sent him some of my stuff and he was like, Hey man, yeah, looks good. You know, maybe we'll work together in the future. And then I had saw that he put up a casting call. He was looking for some people. He uh, announced killer babes. Cool. And I was like, Oh shit. Cool. And I just kind of met up with him and I told him, Hey, you know, I'd like the audition. He goes, sure. And he sent me, um, he sent me an option for, I think two or three characters. And I read for one character and because it was the one that he had me in mind. He had me in mind for one of the characters, but then he had me read for the Vincent role. And I sent him a tape and he messaged me back shortly after that. And he goes, loved it. He goes, I, I see all I need to see. So like we said earlier, you know, they, they see, yeah. you know, they, they see what they like and, you know, and I said, yeah, cool, man. And he cast, that was cast and he announced me, we made a deal. And then that was it. I was like, yeah. And that was actually before, I think the only, um, the only other cast member announced at the time, I think was Linnea. Oh, okay. That time. So it wasn't, it was like a little over a year ago now, I think when I was, when I was cast, when I was announced, when the film was announced too. Oh, wow. Um, and, then, and then like, since then it snowballed, then they started adding like Debbie Rashawn and Tiffany Shepis and all these mm-hmm. big names and, you know, Lisa Wilcox and it's just freaking awesome. I was wow. like, man, this is going to be huge. This oh, is going to be yeah. his. Uh, I was like, this is like a, a convention, like a, a horror convention. Yep. Like, <laughs> you know, That's like awesome. wrapped in a film. So yeah. are you allowed to say, huh? Yeah, well, I know that he, he told you about the, you guys have talked about it. And I, I saw yeah. you guys show and told you about the script and mm-hmm. dude, werewolves. I mean, you name it. This movie's got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to see it. It'll be, it'll be fun. Did, um, have you already done your scene yet or not yet? We are supposed to, well, we were supposed to pick back up in May, mm-hmm. but with everything going on now, uh, everything's got cut back. So I think he's looking to postpone because the film's almost done. We're just looking to finish it up now. Oh, um, okay. So I think he's looking to do probably sometime later on in the year. I want to say August, maybe. Okay. I think it's like a tentative where we can finish it back up. We'd love to get it done, obviously, before Halloween. Yeah. 
you know, Definitely. that'd be the goal to have a really kick-ass Halloween flick out oh, right shit. around that time. Oh, that would be super cool. Hopefully it can get back on track. It's like, this shit is really putting everybody behind. Yeah, I know. It sucks. I had, uh, had a bunch of shows and some stuff lined up. We all did. Mm-hmm. You know, conventions and some movies and a couple shows, but they all got shut down. Production shut down here like two months ago. They oh. stopped there. They were in the process of doing Stranger Things and everything right down the street from my house. Wow. And some stuff, and they were doing everything got shut down, so it kind of sucks. Oh, man. Dang, right down the street, huh? I heard Georgia is like the next LA. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity here for sure. That's cool. Damn. Good. That's, that's exciting. I can't wait to see it. Did you end up, um, have you met, I'm sure you have, but Shane Terry? No, I've talked with him though, since, uh, all this Mm -hmm. and we haven't quite met yet, but I'm sure we will. Nice. He's so nice. He's a badass. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked a little bit. Like we messaged each other. I think it was once we found out I was cast um sometimes when you get cast in a film a lot of the other cast members reach out to you and privately oh you know they'll be like hey you know i just saw that you're cast in the film and sometimes i'll do that too like especially if i find out i'm working with somebody mm-hmm. like, if i find out i'm working with somebody then i try if i don't know them i'll try to meet with them or you know that's especially nice. if we're supposed to play like a couple or something yeah you know that's uh or supposed to play like friends or like uh one night of fear when uh jessica Sonnenborn when I started working with her, we're supposed to be a couple. Mm-hmm. Our, my first day on set, it was her second or third day. It was my first day on set. She comes over to me and she goes, yes, yeah, so we should just like start making out. <laughs> we should just, like, let's like, just get comfortable now. <laughs> yeah, let's just start making out. And I'm like, fucking LA, man. <laughs> like, <that was> funny. <laughs> You're like, like I'll try. Yeah, it was crazy. We didn't get a chance to meet each other beforehand. She was from LA. I was in Florida at the time. Oh, so okay. That was the first time we met. That was the first scene we shot. Uh, wow. Was that? I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, you let's know? do it. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm Jimmy. Hey, I'm Jessica. All right, let's start making out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> when was it shot? Uh, summer of 2014, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. So six years ago. Yeah. And then they went back with reshoots and then it did the festival circuit. And then, um, then they went back to shot some more stuff, uh, brought the whole new ending. They they, like, it went through like a huge process before it actually got finished. Damn. So so by the time it got released, I think it was 2016, 2017, whatever it was. And then it was on Amazon prime and all that stuff for about a year two years and then it just recently uh they went through that they felt the deal fell through or whatever happened mm-hmm. with it. so yeah. i don't know hopefully we'll get somewhere again yeah like, uh, oh i'm sure you will um, horror or something like that or something like that yeah or like did you say shutter is that what you said kings of horror or like uh yeah shutter shutter would be cool know, if it, yeah, it's I've noticed. Juicy, there's definitely a market for it. It'll go somewhere. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and especially it's like now I've noticed that, you know, I'm starting to subscribe to all these damn extra channels just because there's like nothing to fucking do. You can't go anywhere. And it's like, I obviously 
majority watch horror. So I'm like, I got Shudder, Prime, Hulu. I mean, I do have Disney Plus, but that doesn't count. Um, you know, obviously <laughs> Netflix. It's like, and I'm just constantly in the horror section. I'm like, well, this looks good. Well, let's look at this one. Okay, this looks good. It's like, shit, we got so much time now. So uh, do you subscribe to Shudder? Yeah. Did you um did you get a chance to check out that new series that dropped Cursed Films? No. Yeah, they just uh what's today? The 5th, 6th. Yeah, I think it dropped on the 2nd or 3rd. It's a oh. new series. Yeah, the the first one was Poltergeist and then uh they're like documentaries. Oh shit, really? Yeah, it's really freaking awesome. And what's it called? I'm going to write it down. It's called Cursed Films. Cursed films. Yeah, they have interviews on there with the cast and stuff like that. Ryan Turek's on there from Blumhouse. Yeah. Uh, and the Blair, and it's like a nice behind the scenes. It does. It covers all the films that have been like cursed over the years. Oh. Uh, Crow. There's one on the Crow coming up. Cool. Which I'm looking forward to. And but, that's on. Uh, yeah, they dropped. I think they dropped the first two episodes on there the other day. Cool. So okay. Next time you go on, go check it out. Yeah. Hell yeah, definitely. I love that shit. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. Nice. Really good. I didn't even know. Huh? I thought I knew everything about the <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> freaking movie, man. I was like, oh, shit, I thought I knew everything that happened. I was like, I did not know about that. <laughs> You're like, I did not know that. That's cool. I like that. Okay, I'm going to definitely check it out. Um, yeah. There are some on Tubi that I just watched. I was going to forgot. Oh, um, oh, gosh. Now I can't remember what it was on. I think it's on Tubi. It could be on Shutter, but um, Masters of Horrors, Master of Horror, Masters of Horror, I think, and it's got a bunch um, of different films. What's his name? Um, oh Wait, yeah, Gar Masters of Horror. Masters of Horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've Wait. seen that. I got that confused with the um, with the documentary series. Um, what's his name there? The, the filmmaker. Is it Mick Garris? Mick Garris, yeah. Like, uh, he has a, a documentary series that he has. I think it's 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 similar to that. It's Master of Horror, Masters of Horror, or something like that. But he interviews like Rob Zombie, uh, you know, all the usual suspects, John Carpenter. Oh, okay. Like, Forty-five minute an hour interviews. Okay, so really the, good. so the one I was watching is directed by uh, Mick Garris as well. But it's not document or it's not um, interviews. It's just like kind yeah, they're of like, they're like films, right? Like feature films. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I think I think Carpenter did a few of them as well, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, and like Toby Hooper, I think did one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I can't remember, but they're good. I liked it. I didn't realize he directed yeah. so much. Especially now, I got to pick back up on some of those now that we're looking for content. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, and he also, Mick, Gar Mick Garris directs a bunch of Stephen King movies, which I didn't know that either. Oh yeah. He did the shining. Um, he did, uh, he did, I think he did all the psycho sequels. Dang. Too. I mean, I know. But, um, yeah. Sleepwalkers and the stand. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. I knew about the shining, the, the TV version of the shining, which I have never actually finished. I can't do it. The T the TV one. Yeah, I can't finish that. So like that one, um, it was filmed in Estes Park, Colorado, which is where I used to live. And it was filmed at the, so 
Stephen King, you know, obviously wrote The Shining, but he wrote it. He got the idea staying at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park. So then he wrote The Shining, filmed it, this and that. Well, then when they did the remake, the TV series that you're talking about, they filmed it at The Shining. My mom worked there at the time. So she got to see a bunch of the stuff that was going on. The hotel really is haunted. And so I thought that was Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Oh, freaking crazy. Yeah, I grew up there. I used to go there all the time. Um, my choir group would sing there. And I mean, you know, we, we were always surrounded by all the ghost stories. And then once they started filming The Shining there, I mean, it got way, way popular at that point. And so mom got to meet um, Stephen Weber, Rebecca DeMornay, um, some of the, whoever, I don't know who directed it. I can't remember. Was it Mick Garris? It might have been. Oh, yeah. Maybe. The Shining, yeah, I think it was Mick Garris. Okay, yeah. so she probably met him. But yeah, she was working there when they were filming it. That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. I've never finished it, though. Like I said, I'm such an old school Kubrick jack nicholson guy yeah uh, i know that the the that one the the series the miniseries one was i know was supposedly more based on king's actual novel yeah yeah obviously as opposed to the, you know yeah Kubrick one kind of another way and a lot of people were divided on that but i don't know mm -hmm. it's just something about that film. yeah it's definitely a classic Happy everybody loves it but yeah the miniseries yeah. i've never heard anybody say they liked the miniseries one I liked it just because I, I knew where it was filmed and I grew up there in that hotel basically. So that's why I liked it. It's not that the story I thought was better or the actors were better. I just liked it because I was like, that was filmed. I've been there. I've been in that room. I've been, you know, so that's kind of why I liked it. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to hear people's take on it had the other one hadn't come out. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yep. If they just read the book, especially at the time, it's like what, 20, 20, 30, whatever years ago now. When it come out mm -hmm. like 90, early 90s, something like that? Yeah, it was the 90s. I mean, if the Kubrick film hadn't come out and been so iconic, uh, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, it might have been accepted probably a little bit more. Because it, it was the comparison. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, See, same with like comparing. Um, so as far as, you know, like Evil Dead, I am a huge Evil Dead fan. Um, Bruce Campbell is like my guy. So all of the Evil Deads I absolutely love. Um, but then when they did the reboot or the remake, whatever you want to call it, you know, I tried to separate it from, from the comparison. You know, a lot of people loved it. I thought it was great as long as I'm not comparing it to Bruce Campbell. A movie by itself, I thought it was great. The actors were great. The cinematography was great. It was good. I just had to separate it from thinking of it as Evil Dead, like the original. Yeah. I was the same way. I mean, it's funny because people ask me a lot of times about remakes and that conversation gets brought up a lot. Yeah. Like, what do you think about remakes and what do you think about this? And every time they announce a remake to a horror film, I do the same thing we all do. I get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the more I think about it, I'm like, I couldn't imagine a world where there's not a remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Like the Zack Snyder remake. I absolutely love that fucking movie. Mm -hmm. you know it's like because it it's not a straight up like kind of ripoff it, it takes its obviously the name and everything else but it did what the best remakes or reimaginings uh in my opinion i think you're supposed to do it's like take it make it your own mm -hmm. you know build on make it bigger whatever you got to do but don't just copy and paste you know it wasn't one of those like soulless pg-13 cash-ins that you see so many of you know 
Mm-hmm. Where they take a couple of actors and they, you know, it was like made for like almost no money and they put them in a movie and they just slap the name on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I, I can't stand that. Boogeyman and like all those movies that we were bombarded with for a couple of years back in mm-hmm. the day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> PG-13 horror film. I'm like, there's nothing scary about this shit. You know, get it away. I know it's like everything's PG-13 now. Um, I noticed a lot of Blumhouses are PG-13 and people get so pissed over that. I'll still watch them, but you know, like um, what was it? Uh, Black Christmas, Fantasy Island, yeah. um, some other ones, you know, were PG-13. Everybody was so mad. They're like, we're not going to watch it because PG-13. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, it's worth the watch. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of them surprised me recently. I think it was Blumhouse. Um, Escape Room. Oh, yeah. Escape Room, like the theatrical version. Because I know that if you look at like Netflix or you're going through your queue, there's like a whole bunch of versions of the Escape Room movie. There's like three or four that I saw. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are video, you know, straight on demand. But the one that they put out in theaters, I saw that not long ago, just sitting here streaming. I pulled it up. I was like, you know what? That actually wasn't bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> pretty good. Because I wasn't expecting like a gore fest or anything like that. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just expected a good kind of thriller. And it actually wasn't, I was surprised. I didn't, I didn't hate it. You know, yeah. I wanted to hate it. But you didn't. <laughs> I so really <laughs> like I totally went into this one to hate it. <laughs> yeah, but I was surprised. And like the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. when, when they announced that, I was like, man, why? Yeah. But again. I, you know, the, the, that film's awesome too. Yeah. It was nice and gory really too, which was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did like it. Um, oh, well, it's another one that Blumhouse. So truth or dare. There's a few of those too that are out. They're not all Blumhouse, but I don't think, but the truth or dares are when you're scrolling through, there's like three or four of them. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the, which one did I see? I saw the Jessica Cameron one first. The one I think she, I did uh, too. And Devin Penn, pretty, right? Yeah. It was a couple mm-hmm. of years back. Yes. But that was, that was pretty ballsy. I was like, man, that's pretty kick-ass. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the new one, the, the big produced one they put out where everybody's got the stupid fucking Snapchat filter face. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. I was like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about the smile. It was all... It was creepy. Speaking of that, have you seen, and it has nothing to do with Blumhouse, but have you seen, it was on Netflix, I think now it's on um, Tubi, but it's called Bedeviled. Bedeviled. And it's like a game that they download on their phone. um, And this entity of some sort comes and basically kills them but it's pretty good i don't know who directed it but it it was pretty good is it like that countdown it's that countdown kind kind of it's kind of similar i guess um you do have there is a countdown in it as to when he comes or something but he's this tall skinny creepy looking guy and he's got that big smile and he kills him but he and he's wearing like a suit and he's got like this little bow tie and stuff but he's fucking scary and it was actually it was pretty good oh no kidding i'll have mm-hmm. to take a look was it red yeah. r 
Uh, that I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No. I'm going to take a look for that. Yeah. I think I've seen that. I've seen, I know I've seen the poster. Mm-hmm. And he's on the front. Yeah, I've seen that. I haven't seen the film, but I have seen that. I know where that is. I'm gonna, I'll dig that out for sure. Worth watch. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, I could like it and you could hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give it a try. Yeah. Um, so The Box is a short film that you did. And it's been winning awards and stuff, right? You have quite a few awards on there. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, you didn't watch it, so you wouldn't know why. I don't know why. No, I, I've seen it. I, that, that one. I've seen. Uh, Did you watch it? Yeah, I had. To, um, they had a, a premiere here, and then there was. I've been to a couple of conventions and film festivals. Oh, okay. Um, I walked in just to kind of get the reaction of the audience and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, and then talk to people afterwards. They come up to you, and, and it's always cool to hear. You know, people talk. It's like. That's one of those movies where you can have a hundred people in a screening room somewhere at a festival and you walk out and you'll have, you know, a hundred different responses. And yeah. Have, uh, interpretations. You know, yeah. People take it literally. And then, cause that's how the film is. It's set up that way. It's kind of like makes you think a little bit. Mm -hmm. you know, some things are um, actually happening and other things are metaphors and you, you kind of have to decide what's, it's kind of up to you to decide what's going on with that. <laughs> like choose your own adventure. No kidding. <laughs> I kind of like, wait a minute, did that happen? Or like the flashbacks and cutaways and stuff like that. It's just, we just basically got together. Um, Lee, my director and Brant, the cinematographer, we mm -hmm. got together before I left Florida. Um, we had just done, got finished doing a, a studio film with oh. big backing. And as fun as that was, it's not out yet. But as fun as that was to do, um, there was just a lot of a lot of nonsense and a lot of trappings that came with that. Mm -hmm. um, and we just wanted to kind of do something that we could all do together because at the time I was planning on moving to Atlanta. And, uh, that same year, Lee was moving to Thailand and my friend Brant, I think, was moving to, I forget where he was moving to, but we were all kind of going separate ways. Mm-hmm. We're like, why don't we just get together and we'll just do like a, we'll make a, a film, you know, we'll just put something together. We'll put our heads together and come up with what we got and we'll see where it goes. And cool. originally we went on doing a feature film, like an hour, maybe 90 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but what it ended up becoming with time and, and money and all this stuff factors into things. Um, we ended up just saying, why don't we just kind of bring it down to what its necessities are and just get like a really kind of good short, try to get a short. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, basically, uh, yeah, we all wanted to get together and do one last project before we all kind of went our separate ways type of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, we just got the, like I said, we put our heads together and we just came up with this project and we wanted to kind of throw everything in that we like about the genres, um, horror, uh, supernatural, uh, some art house, a little mm -hmm. twist in there, and like, uh, thriller, and of course horror. And, Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty much how it how it all kind of came together, and then just things snowballed. We started shooting stuff on the weekends, and um, yeah, and then the finished product became what you saw. 
Cool. Hang on. Yeah, it, it, I, I like it because it gave me a chance to, like you talked about earlier, it gave me a chance to kind of do something that I don't normally get to do. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I, I do a lot of the either action or villain stuff. I do a lot of villain stuff. Um, Box gave me a chance to really kind of step outside of that and just really focus more on, because there's not a lot of dialogue. It's, um, it's more emotion and, and stuff like that. It's really kind of like actor driven, I guess you'd say. And that's what really attracted me to it. Give me a chance to kind of do more of that stuff. Nice. That little video that you had sent me of you, was that, a, was that the actual scene that was filmed or was that you getting into character? Oh yeah. The behind the scenes. Uh -huh. um, the mirror. Yeah. The mirror scene. Yeah. That was a, a behind the scenes. That was um, just a dry run. They were setting up the shot and they were figuring out how they were supposed to shoot it. Oh, okay. And I was just kind of doing this thing in the mirror and I was just kind of finding stuff and doing the multiple personality thing. And they ended up using it in the film and it came out pretty cool. Yeah. It looked badass. That was super cool. It was very dark and very like just you could tell like his head is twisted yeah that's what i was going for <laughs> did great I good job have, <laughs> i wanted to have that jack nicholson moment you know that, that yeah you know, thing. those are the those are the fun roles to play those are the roles i always like so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah we did great i liked it it was really it was good it makes you think um so is there actually an answer to what was really going on or did you guys do that purposely to there is no answer just figure out in your own head what you think happened yeah um there's a pretty definitive answer um when we shot it we knew how we wanted to end it and what we were going for mm -hmm. but i'm a big believer in not everything needs to be spelled out for the audience yeah you know what i mean you're watching a film, especially something like that, where you really have to watch and think and because it's not like explosions and, you know, all these crazy things going on. It's one of those thinker kind of movies. Mm -hmm. um, it's all burn, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But we wanted to basically have the audience kind of choose what they thought was what was, you know, make up their own minds. What was going on? What was mm -hmm. real? What really happened? Was it all in his mind? Uh, was it a depression thing? Was he uh, it just all kinds of different things? Um, what was literal, what was not. Um, and having talked to people like at conventions and, and uh, festivals and stuff like that and have them come up to you and tell you things, I think we made the right decision because it's much better to just let them figure it out. Yeah, definitely. It's like, cause for, me, for me, it's like a song. You hear a song, like think of a song that you've always loved all your life and you think it's about something. Yeah. It relates to a certain time in your life and it's kind of like your song and but then someone comes along or like a, the singer goes does a documentary and he says that it's actually about this you know it yep. kind of ruins it it totally does no it's my song yeah. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> he's like this is what it means not about that that's stupid <laughs> it's like the bible everybody interprets it differently <laughs> yeah exactly open for interpretation uh, but as long as they enjoy have fun and it's, you know, got some spooks and the score, the admin, I love the score. Mm -hmm. I'm such a huge guy. And Lee, and he hooked up with this other guy, and the score that they put over that is just phenomenal. I was really impressed with that. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm a big one on music, and I always notice the music in films. And that was one thing I had written down. I really enjoyed the score. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah was me awesome. too. Um, so where can everybody find that? Oh, that's, uh, that's available now on the Kings of Horror Network. It's on YouTube. Okay. You can just go on there and, uh, you know, check out the link. I think if you go on the Kings of Horror, I think it's still up on the top recommendations. Nice. But you just go on the Kings of Horror Network on YouTube. Um, They're the most subscribed and watched horror channel online on the net. So that's pretty crazy. The most watched and subscribed. So that's why, that's why I want. That's awesome. Well, my indie production, huh? Yeah, Sorry, you're hard to hear. And it's and what is Kings stuff. of? It's called Kings of Horror. Yep, Kings of Horror. It's a YouTube channel. Okay, I'll have to subscribe to that. I'm gonna write that down too. I got all these things I'm writing down. <laughs> <laughs> Kings of Horror. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like gotta make my little notes here for things to check out. Um, my Indie Productions, I think, just did a review on it as well, right? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, they checked it out. They dug it. They did a nice review on it. I was really happy with that. And I'm just really, really happy with the response. You know, you do something and you put it out there and you just kind of see where it goes. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. Everybody needs to check it out because it was awesome. (laughs) All right. So I do want to ask you, what is your favorite horror movie? Oh, God. (laughs) I only get one. (laughs) five what's your top five? Oh god uh exorcist number one i still have not seen that so i haven't seen the exorcist i'm scared oh really? yeah possession <laughs> scares me i'm really scared and i was talking to bill overs jr yesterday and he was saying that's his it's not his favorite horror movie it's his favorite it's the one that scared him the most yeah so I think that's probably why it's on the top of everybody's list. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, I can just imagine being in the theater at the time that came out. Because before that, nobody's ever seen anything like that before. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't want to ruin it. but uh, It's only been out 50 years, but you know. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. You'll see, yeah. We'll watch it. Put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's there. I just don't know if I'll ever really watch it. I keep thinking I should, but then I'm like, oh, I'm just so nervous. It still holds up all these years later. I, I, mm-hmm. We just watched it not long ago again, and it's just like, it's so real. It's it's just the perfect setup. You know, I got the little girl Linda Blair. She's this apple-cheeked, cute little mm-hmm. girl, and then one minute, and then the next minute, you know, she's the fucking devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's scary. <laughs> They've been trying to redo it for 40, 50 years now, and it, it never works. Mm-hmm. All these uh, supernatural and all these uh, haunting movies and possession movies, and they don't hold up. Yeah. In my opinion, still only the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the original Evil Dead's got to be on there. It's yes. got to be high up there. Yes. Uh, um, God, man, it's such a huge genre. It's tough because they have different categories. Yeah. You know, there's That's... like body horror, and then there's zombie films, and then there's straight up like, like, extreme like the french extreme films like alexander aja and all them guys mm-hmm. those films like um oh my god it was like cannibal holocaust or something yeah like cannibal holocaust there's there's that whole other subgenre, but then like high tension mm-hmm. it's like a really good 
ballsy thriller slasher type thing. High Tension's a good one. Man, it's a tough list. <clears throat> it's a tough list for me because, like I said, too many different genres yeah. <clears throat> to a specific one or even a top five. But mm. for some reason, Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, and Exorcist come to mind. As far okay. As like, uh, <laughs> sure. the top five. Perfect. What's your what go-to? You? What is your go-to movie always? Like you, oh, you never get tired of this one movie. Fight Club. Fight Club. Fight Club. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could watch that movie day, night, anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What. I just, I love the movie. I love the philosophy behind it. Yeah. Uh, Fincher is one of my favorite filmmakers. So. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Fight Club all the way. <laughs> That's awesome. See, I'm Nightmare on Elm Street and Evil Dead. Those are my favorites. Those, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was the very first horror movie I ever saw. So that one is just always my favorite, my go-to. Sometimes I'll sit and just have a marathon of all of them. But number one, well, the first one, that's my number one. And then Evil Dead. Yeah. There's a lot of people like, when you mention Evil Dead, there's two different camps. I'll mention Evil Dead to some people. And a lot of people remember part two and Army of Darkness. Yeah. They're kind of like a campy, <clears throat> it's kind of like a campy feel. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like, eh, it's not a horror film. The first Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, that's a fucking horror film. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was, that's crazy. That's what they were able to do with that. No budget, you know? Yeah. Like uh, yep. And like you said, Nightmare on Elm Street, that's a good one, too. The original Nightmare on Elm Street, that's a mm-hmm. horror film. Yes. There's no, there's no pop culture campiness about it. It's just like fucking child molester and he's killing people. <laughs> like in her yeah. It doesn't get much more horrible than that, you know? That's so, true. Yeah, my classic for sure. Yeah, that is my favorite. All right. Well, I guess now we're at the end of the show. Um, so any special thanks, shout outs, um, where to find you on your social media, website, anything like that, now is your time. Well, I want to give a special shout out to you and everything that you're doing. I mean, you just had Brett on, my director, not long ago, and now you got me on. I mean, I love you guys, podcasters, movie reviewers. You are the, the, the people who get our stuff out there. You know what I mean? And you allow us to talk about some things and get the stuff out there. And that's freaking awesome. I love that. I will always respect that. I'll never forget shit like that. Oh, thank you. you. For sure. For real. Um, um, yeah. I mean, as far as me, I mean, I'm on Instagram whenever I can. I try to get on there. Real James D. Um, you can hit me up there anytime. Send me a message, like, follow, whatever you want to do. I try to post once or twice a week, depending on what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit slower now. So, you know, I'm, I'm just not really, I'm not really feeling a lot of it. Uh, social yeah. media thing. You know, just trying to reflect on everything, so. But yeah, I'm on there. Uh, Box is on the Kings of Horror. You can check that out. Um, Killer Babes and the Frightening Film Fiasco will hopefully be coming at you this year. Really looking forward to that. I know a lot of us are. Yes, super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else we got going on? I think uh, I just finished two TV shows. Um, one was called Killer Cults or Deadly Cults, I bet. Oh. Um, season two, I did a, a spot of that. Uh, I did a spot on there, and then a show called Your Worst Nightmare. That's actually going to be out this year too. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's it for now. I think. As All far right. As I can remember. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So I just want to do um, a few little shout outs real fast. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad we finally got to connect on here. Um, it's been like we said, you know, what, five months trying to get it going. So yeah, the other podcast, we, we, mm -hmm. we hooked up originally when we were with the other podcast. Yeah. Um, we were going to do something there and then situation, circumstances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, we finally, did. finally, finally. Got yep. And we had a little mishap, but it still worked. <laughs> so I want to thank uh, crazy ink publishing for publishing my books, broken halo and broken halo blood curse. Both of them are available on Amazon right now. The third one in the series will be coming out in January. Um, so check out Crazy Ink Publishing. Um, I want to thank Matthew Price Thompson with MPT Graphics. He does my artwork and he's just an amazing person. I love him. Um, Chris Atella for doing my outro music. He also does music for my promotional videos and the intro and outro I use for iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Um, Johnny Daggers, I want to thank him for doing my intro, my logo, and some of my artwork as well. Um, my Indie Productions, of course, they're absolutely amazing. I'm a featured artist on there. They are so incredible with getting indie filmmakers, artists, you know, directors, producers, actors, just everybody out there. They are constantly working their asses off to get us out there. And I'll always be appreciative of, appreciative of them. They're just incredible. So check out My Indie Productions um, on, they're on Facebook, but also they have their own website. So definitely get on there. Some great artists on there. Brett's one of them. Um, they just did a review of the box for you. They're just super incredible. Um, check out Horror with Sir Sturdy, um, Aaron Sturdivant. He's a friend of mine. He's who started me with podcasting. Um, he's got some great guests as well. He's been a guest on here. I'm special guests on there. It's just we kind of go back and forth. So check him out. Um, Bud Vino, um, he's a podcaster, radio host. He's been in this business for years. He is a stand-up amazing friend and guy, so check him out as well. He also does some stuff with Custody Matters Live, where he, he's, a, he's an advocate for um, parental rights, so definitely check him out. And I want to thank Christopher Inlow, who he is also my co-host. We do some of the shows together, so we've got some great guests coming up together with him. So with that, I am done. But again, I want to thank you so, so, so much for coming on. You're a lot of fun. Oh God! Thanks for having me. We'll have to do it again before we, uh, when things get to normal. Hopefully, maybe when Killer Babes comes out, we could do another one. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely. Once the world gets back to normal. Yeah, as long as it doesn't end, we'll definitely do it again. <laughs> All this crazy, crazy shit happening. When we're able to come back out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. So yeah, keep in touch, and we will definitely, definitely yeah. do it again. You got it. I will definitely be keeping up with you on Instagram and all that, seeing all the cool stuff you guys are doing. Cool. And, uh, Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. I'll see you.